In Matthew's Gospel, he records one of Jesus' sermons in which we commonly refer to as the Sermon on the Mount. Unlike sermons that you hear today at church, the Sermon on the Mount was more like a keynote address at a conference. This rather long discourse did not have one or two or even three points like a modern-day sermon, but rather was chucked full of points and has provided material for a mountain of sermons ever since. But that is not to say that the Sermon on the Mount was not a well-planned and coherent discourse. It was, but just not a sermon in the sense that we think of today. There's also so much there that you have to take it in in much smaller chunks and then think about it. Well, this past week, I was listening to a recorded message from Tim Keller, who taught on part on the Sermon of the Mount where Jesus addressed the use of money. His teaching came from the passage that's recorded in Matthew chapter 6, where Jesus said, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. These words from Jesus are very straightforward, easy to understand. But it is the next two verses that I've never really understood how in the world they fit into the teaching about money. For Jesus went on to say, the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness. What has this to do with anything concerning about money? But it must have something because Jesus tied it all together with his concluding statement, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. So what in the world does eyesight and money have to do with each other? Well. Tim Keller explained, for me at least, how it all ties together. As Jesus teaches about money, the point of losing your eyesight is that greed blinds you to itself and that you don't see yourself as greedy. Most other sins are visible. I mean, if you're committing adultery, you see it, or him or her who is not your spouse. If you're stealing, you see the theft. If you are lying, you know that you're lying. In all of these cases, we come up with good reasons, of course, for not, you know, for doing the evil that we can plainly see. But greed blinds us to itself in that you don't see it, and thus you do not think that it applies to you. The book of Proverbs also clues us into this fact as well when it says, Whoever has money <laughs> never has money enough. If you made twice as much money next year as you are making right now, you know, it would seem like you're really living uh, for a time. But soon that standard of living would seem normal again and then even small. Now, if your salary were to double even again, and keep in mind that would be four times what you once made just a short while ago, it too would become normal and then your heart would desire even more. 
Greed blinds you to itself. How much that you really need is a much smaller amount than what you want. And we don't think that this wanting more is wrong or evil, but we think it's normal. Everyone, no matter how much you make or don't make, must confront the same amount of greed in the heart. And the problem that Jesus points to when he talks about our eyesight is that greed is a vice that you cannot see in your own heart. So, what is the cure? Just give all your money away, right? Or, or never take another raise? Well, maybe. Jesus did suggest to the rich young man that he give away his riches to the poor and then come and follow him. But Jesus did not suggest that path for anyone else. Money in and of itself is not evil. Money is a resource like good health, strength, food, intelligence, creativity, and all other abilities and skills. And all resources are given as a gift from God to be used for the care of your needs and the needs of your neighbor. But greed says, oh no, this, whatever it is, is for me and me alone, and then hides so that you think that such thoughts are normal. How great is the darkness, Jesus said. For money then is your master. You must obey. Money is a great servant, but a terrible master. It will impoverish your soul and leave you destitute on the day of judgment. But there is another master who has served you and has provided a way to really see true riches. Jesus, your true master, has gone the way of the cross to buy you back from the masters of sin and death and gives you a new life with him right now in the light of his goodness and generosity. In serving this master, Jesus, you will find that your money has a proper place in service and the care of others. Jesus exposes greed that is hiding in your heart and calls us to live with Him and under His care. So, are you greedy? Well, if you don't think so, then you can know for sure that it is hiding well, very well, in the darkness of your heart. If you fear losing the security and power that your money brings, if you despise sharing your wealth and being generous with Anyone, if you desperately strive for more and more but are never content, money and greed are your masters. Unfortunately, the good news of Jesus is that He can show you the greed, expose it, and drive it out by His generous mercy and love bought on the cross. For you are His, loved, forgiven, and made new. He will lead you in a generous life right now under the new master of His care and grace. So we'll see you all this weekend in worship. And big news, this is the Sunday that Sunday schools start afresh. And that includes for high school on both campuses, junior high on both campuses, all the grades in between, for adults, and we also have a voters meeting after Tyler Worship at around noonish for Project 320. Have a great weekend. See you all.